Hey, and welcome to the 12 Stone Church Podcast. Thank you so much for taking time to be a part of today's message. We hope it inspires you, encourages you, and deepens your faith in Jesus. Enjoy the message. Hey, can we just give it up for what God did? So in good. 2023, so good. Yep. Um, man, it's just an amazing year. And you look back at a video like that, and it's just, it, it, it feels like a, like a really fast year. And then you look at all <laughs> the stuff that God did yeah. in 2023, salvations and baptisms and camp. Camp yes. was amazing and student ministry and all that stuff, man. Just, camp was crazy. Camp was crazy. In an awesome way. In a very awesome way. Yeah. And so what God did there and is still doing in our student ministry, man, just an incredible year. And so we just want to maybe just start by just saying, thank you, God. Like yes. just, man, we're so grateful uh, for what the Lord did, and we just want to recognize what he did and say, man, thank you so much. Hey, we'd also say this, you know, you watch something like that and you're just like, man, we just want to say thank you as well. And, and there's a lot of you out there because this is a big weekend for us because a lot of people mm-hmm. are traveling. Um, a lot of people are like, man, I, I go to a campus where I'm put a, part of 12 Stone Home, but you're all with us today. But we would say thank you so much for those who call 12 Stone their church and you serve right, here and right. you give here. Uh, your generosity um, is just amazing. And, and you see a video like that And we just want to let you know, like, your generosity allows the church to move at the speed that the Holy Spirit uh, puts opportunity in front of us. And so we just want to say thank you so much. You're such a generous church. And if you want to give uh, right now, uh, you can do that simply by texting GIVE to 37748. Just do it on your phone. Like, it's simple. Yeah, it's pretty simple. It's actually, way, I can do it. So. Yeah, I can do it too. So it's actually the way my, my wife and I, we give. You can do that right now. But man, 2023, super quick year. Lots yeah. to talk about. Where are we going today? <laughs> yeah, so uh, we, ha- we already had a conversation about weird or crazy gifts, maybe that you've received or maybe that you've given, right? Yeah, that's right. And yep. so it's the Christmas season and we have kids. You have four. I have four. Yes. Mine are like old. I have grandkids. Yeah, you're a little bit older than me. Just not much. No, we're not going to talk uh, yeah. about it. But yeah. <laughs> Later. Yeah. Um, so Christmas season, what's Christmas morning like with yeah. gifts? And did y'all give something weird this year? Uh, man. Or? <laughs> okay, that's a great question. And uh, for those of you who have kids, I don't know if it's like this in your house, like it is in, in ours, but our kids, either Christmas or birthdays or something like that, their excitement level is like this when they get a gift <laughs> yes. for this amount of time. Yes. Okay, so they, they open a gift and they're so excited about it. They're like, this is the best thing ever. And then they just, they get rid of it. Right. And so they're right. like, what's next? Yes. Um, which is apparent, it's like, Okay, it's a little deflating. It's one of the reasons we don't give a lot of gifts to our kids. <laughs> you <laughs> like, learned your lesson. Yeah, we're like, well, they don't care. You know what they care about is they care about the boxes. Oh, the boxes. And so the I don't boxes know, are fantastic. Yeah. Our kids do the same thing. Yeah, at the end of the day, what they're playing with is they're playing with the boxes. All the toys are, you know, against the wall. I could have saved so much money if yeah. I had learned that so, as a parent. Anyway, but yeah, our kids, they, they're grateful for about this amount of time. So yeah. not very long. So to be honest, when we talk about this, we've been talking about this for a while. I, when I think about our kids and how they treat Christmas gifts, mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit like me. Okay. And yeah. um, not, not gifts, but listen, God has been so kind to us and, and to me particularly. God pursues me. He loves me just as I am, not as I should be. And very rarely do I stop and pause and say, God, thank you. When I yeah. think about the marriage, and we don't have a perfect marriage, ask Julie. We don't have a perfect marriage at all. But when I think about our marriage I should just pause and say, God, thank you. But I'm on to the next thing. When I think about my my kids and my grandkids, how healthy they are and how much fun they are, it's work, but it's, you know, it's it's fun. I should just pause and say, say thank you. And um, I want to learn how to do that better. Maybe you're with me. Maybe you're thinking, hurry kills my ability to pause and say thank you. And maybe you're like, you know, I want to do that too. And listen, it honors Jesus and it's really good for us 
and we pause and say thank you. So we're going to actually get to practice that today. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to give you an opportunity. Uh, maybe you're with friends, family, or yes. a small group. Uh, maybe you're in 12 Stone Home Gathering. Right. And uh, we're going to give you an opportunity just to sit and reflect and express gratitude to what God has done in 2023 with each other. Or maybe you're just by yourself and you want to kind of give some gratitude to God. We'll give you space yeah. to remember and to do that. And we've got a great passage. It's incredible. It's yeah. Luke chapter 17. Yeah, Luke chapter 17. That kind of helps uh, uh, maybe elevate a story around gratitude and what right. an individual did. So here's what we're going to do. Let me give you a little bit of context around this scripture, and then we're going to dive in, and we're going to give some conversation time to you guys. So Luke chapter uh, 17, Jesus, he's on his way to Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you don't know, outside of Jerusalem is where Jesus was crucified. So he's on the journey uh, to his death. And right. he knows that. Nobody else does, right? And so he knows where he's headed. And so he has a destination in mind. But along the journey, right. he sees people who are hurting. They need help. Um, you know, they're, they're asking things of him. And he just has eyes to see these people. Yeah, I, I don't know, think I would have done that. I don't I think, think I would have I've got to go to Jerusalem. I'm just taking on the sins of the world. Yeah, it's like that's kind of a big deal. i got yeah. a lot of things on my plate. Like, don't, don't bother me. But Jesus, he's, he's not like that. On his journey, he sees people who are in need, and something amazing happens. And so we're going to pick up in Luke 17, and here's what we would say. There might be a word or a phrase or just something in this story that sticks out to you. I would just say, hey, keep that in your mind. Maybe yeah. write it down because we're going to have a conversation around what that is uh, if you're in a gathering of people uh, today while you're watching. So let's go ahead and turn our attention. Luke 17, let's throw it up here. All right, reading along, it says this. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus, he traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And as he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy, leprosy is this really, really bad uh, kind of skin disease, don't go into it, but it's a really bad disease. Uh, they met him, and they stood at a distance, because that's what you do when you have leprosy, and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, he came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet, and he thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? And then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. And so here's what we want to do. We just want to take a little bit of time. We're going to focus on the scripture. We'll push in on this a little bit, let you read through it again. And just go around the room. What's the one thing, the one word, a phrase, or a thought that stood out to you and have that question and conversation around the room? We'll do that now. Okay, so I hope that was a great time of conversation that you had. And um, listen, I wish I could be, be in the living room with you and heard that conversation because I know God uses his word to speak to us. And there's some things in here that we're going to take a few minutes and unpack and take a closer look. So let's jump back into it and take a look again. Let's begin looking at verse 11. We're just going to read a couple verses and then talk about it. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria 
in Galilee. Jeremy's already told us he's going to Jerusalem to take the sins of the world on himself, your sins and my sins. Just think about how sobering that is. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, master, have pity or have mercy on us. By this time in Jesus' ministry, his, his reputation kind of preceded him. People understood that he was compassionate and loving and that he was powerful. He had the ability to bring healing, physical healing, emotional healing, all kinds of healing. It's what he did. And if anyone needed healing, it was these 10 men who had leprosy. They desperately needed leprosy. Jeremy mentioned it's a, it's a physically painful disease. It's like flesh-eating bacteria that grows slowly and there's sores that never heal and yuck, right? So, um, but it's what it was. And, and it actually led to death in Jesus's day. Maybe you don't know anybody who has leprosy. It's kind of rare in the United States, but in, in Jesus's day, it was a huge deal. Listen, not only was it physically painful, it was very emotionally painful. The Israelites believed that leprosy was highly contagious. So these men would have been taken from their homes, their families, their work, their friendships, and they were put into a colony called a, a, a leprosy colony. And in that moment, they were just isolated. They were like on the margin and the lowest of the low. Just imagine what that would have been like. That's exactly who they were and what they needed. So for them, they're like, we have to see Jesus. Jesus has the ability to, to heal us. Maybe he'll hear us. Listen, they couldn't get close to him because it was so contagious. So what'd they do? They cried out, Jesus, have mercy on us. Jesus heard them, but what did he do? I love this. Look at what it says. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. I don't want us to rush by this. This is a... Um, just think about the power of Jesus to heal. Think about his words. Think about when he said, go show the priest on their way, immediately they were healed. But the, the words that stick out to me in this, it's the healing of Jesus, but it's also the eyes of Jesus. Quite frankly, there's something beautiful about the eyes of Jesus. In, in the Gospels, over 21 times, it talks about what Jesus looked at, what he saw. In Matthew chapter 9, it says that he saw the crowds and he was filled with compassion. And the reality is when he saw these 10 men, when he saw them, he had compassion on them because they, he knew physically they were in pain and going to die. And emotionally they had been discarded and they were marginalized. And so he said, you're healed. Go show the priests. You're kind of like, why not go show a doctor? Well, in Jesus's day, the priest is the one who would kind of clear them of leprosy. And so just imagine how thrilled they would have been Imagine what it would be like to, you're walking to see the priest and your skin begins to clear up sores that have been there a long time. The pain was starting to go away. Think about the anticipation of hugging your wife and your kids and your friends of really, quite frankly, your life being restored, moving from death to life. And that's what Jesus did for them. So maybe you're sitting there and you're thinking, hey, I, I'm, I'm starting to see myself in this story. And maybe you're thinking, you know what? I don't have leprosy, but I've had pain. In fact, 2023 has, has potentially been one of the most painful years in my life. And you're sitting there wondering, does, does Jesus, can Jesus hear me? Can Jesus see me? Does he see me? Does he care? 
Is he, is he available to do something in my life as well? So maybe you've had um, a bad year physically, and I know some of you have. You've walked through the year, and you've been in pain, chronic pain, throughout the year. Some of you have emotional things that have happened this year. Maybe there's been relational tension, <coughs> or maybe you've had loss in your life, and you're like, does, does Jesus see me? Anxiety is at an all-time high. And you're like, Jesus, I don't know how to, to do this. And you're just like, Jesus, can you see me? Can I, can I just tell you something about him? His eyes are filled with compassion. He has the ability and the power and the desire not to retract away from you when you're struggling, but to lean in just like he did with the lepers. We, we can actually learn from these men with leprosy. Um, they couldn't get close, but they cried out, Jesus, Master, have pity on me. That's, that's what they did. Now, Jesus has the right and the power to heal simultaneously. And for them, he did. But sometimes for us, it, it takes time, right? Emotional pain sometimes takes days, weeks, years. Physical pain takes a while to do that. But listen, just keep the rhythm of every day getting up and saying, Jesus, see me, help me, have pity on me. That, that's not a prayer. Jesus, have pity on me. That's not a prayer that ever goes unheard by him. Keep praying, keep believing, keep going. Jesus hears you, he sees you, and he loves you. So Jesus healed the men with lepers, the leprosy, and then he basically was wondering what's going on. Now, one guy came back, just one, came back to say thank you. I think this is where we're going to lean in. It's going to shape our heart and our minds towards gratitude in a minute. One of them, and only one, when he saw he was filled, healed, he came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all 10 cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to them, said to him, rise and go, for your faith has made you well. I want to have just one statement for us to think about and unpack in the teaching today. And I think it's going to really prepare our hearts and minds for the experience we're going to have in a minute. Here's what the statement is. Giving thanks is important because Jesus deserves it and our hearts need it. Jesus deserves it and our hearts need it. First of all, Jesus deserves our gratitude. He's the one who does things, powerful things, on our behalf. In this case, giving thanks to Jesus for what he has done this year is a way we worship him. It said he came back praising him and thanking him. They're simultaneous. They, they can be interchangeable in what they are, thanking and worship. Giving thanks isn't just for people who've had miracles this year, though. Giving thanks is for all of us. You may be like, you know what? My year's going really smooth. I can't really think of something that God's done in my life to give thanks for. And you're like really kind of racking your brain. Why would I give thanks to God? It's been a really, really good year. Listen, everything that you have that's good, everything that you have that's valuable, ultimately comes from the hands of Jesus. This is how James say it. James says it in chapter 1, 17. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting or shadows. So listen, the big things in your life, the miracles in your life that you would say, that, that's miraculous, but also the little things. The, the things that happened yesterday, the goodness that happened yesterday, you got up. Most of you had a warm bed. You had a meal. You probably talked to somebody, had a good conversation with somebody. Even the little things, we have to take time and slow down 
and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for how good you are to us. Big things and little things. So Jesus deserves the thanks because he's the one who gives us good gifts. But don't forget, gratitude is very, very good for our hearts. Now, there's a lot of ways that gratitude is good for our hearts. I just want to mention a couple here. The first one is reflection and gratitude forces us to slow down. We're such a busy, rushed people, aren't we? We're a lot like Jeremy's kids and my kids back in the day where we're basically, we receive one gift and we, we open up the present, we're on to the next thing and we're, we're just going, going, going. We are a rushed and busy, busy people. And what happens is when we have to, when we take time to reflect and say thank you, it causes us, it makes us slow down. Gratitude breaks the cycle of rushing to the next thing and gives us the freedom to reflect and enjoy the presence of God. You see, if we never stop and enjoy what God has given us, mainly himself, we're off to the next thing, and we never get to fully enjoy it the way God intended. So let me ask you, do you, do you have that rhythm in your life? Is there something in your life where you're like every day or every week where you actually push the pause button, slow down, and breathe? It's good for us to slow down and breathe. And I just want to encourage you, if you don't have something intentional and planned in your life where you're taking five minutes during your time with Jesus in the morning before you go to bed and just saying, Jesus, thank you. I want to encourage you to consider doing that. Do it the way it works for you, but do it because it helps you. It forces you to slow down. Here's a second benefit of a grateful heart. Reflection and gratitude reminds us that he is the provider and I'm simply the recipient. When I say thank you to Jesus, I'm basically declaring, Jesus, I know that you're the one who provided, and I'm simply the one who gets to receive it. And listen, I can get confused. I really can. <coughs> Excuse me. I can get confused. I can start, if I don't stop and reflect and say thank you, I can begin to believe that my own goodness and experience and talent and grit has somehow produced the goodness in my life. Isn't that silly? <laughs> it's where I am sometimes. Reflecting and saying thank you helps me battle that tendency. And so listen, when I, when I start to um, think that I somehow produce the goodness, it creates this horrible cycle. If I created the goodness, then guess what? I got to manufacture the goodness in the future. And that is a, that's exhausting to think that the goodness I received is actually something I have to produce in the future. You see, when, when life happens like this, I become self-dependent. When I do not pause to say thank you, I become self-dependent instead of God-dependent. If I'm self-dependent, not God-dependent, the good things in my life are never, ever good enough. They just aren't. But when I pause and say thank you, God, when I pause and reflect on his goodness, it's like he just gives. It's always abundance. It's an abundance mindset. That's what he does. He gives and he gives. So reflection and gratitude, it reminds me, it reminds us that he is the provider and we're simply the recipient. It's so good for our hearts. So Jesus gets the glory. When we say thank you, when we turn back and go to Jesus and say thank you, he gets the glory, which he deserves. And guess what? We actually get the goodness. So we're going to take some time right now. Guess what? We actually get to practice this I'm going to invite Jeremy to join us, and we're going to take some time right now to pause and reflect 
to think about 2023 and to give Jesus the honor that he deserves. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And so um, here's what we'd like to do. We're going to actually do a couple things. One, we're going to have a little bit of a prayer moment um, where we just kind of get to focus on 2023 and express gratitude to God. And then we're going to experience communion uh, together for those who uh, are believers in Jesus and maybe gather together. Uh, we'll lead through that in a moment. But um, here's, I think, what we would say or what I'd like to, to, to start with. Begin thinking through the blessings that God has done in your life over this last year. Like, what are some of the unique things that you'd say, man, only God could do that? Maybe there's a specific prayer that God showed up and he, and he answered. Maybe he didn't even answer it the way that you hoped he would, but you look back on it now and you're like, oh man, yeah. praise God that he did that. Um, maybe there's a relationship uh, where you had a breakthrough and you were distant um, and now you're, you're reunited. Maybe it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a child that you have where you're like, man, we, just, we weren't connecting and you've, you've seen God provide breakthrough in that relationship or maybe break free of a struggle. Maybe there's an addiction that you've had um, or someone that you know where God showed up and, and provided freedom uh, from that. There might be times this last year where you would say, I don't know what that was, but I experienced the presence of God. That's good. And maybe it was, it was a moment that you experienced a peace that you've never been able to have before or just like a level of, of comfort or security or, or just something that was like, that was the presence of God. Yeah. I don't know what it looks like for you. I don't know what your, your year was like, but we would just encourage you to just sit and just kind of pause and think about that. We're going to give you about 30 seconds just to do that. You, you can bow your head. You can close your eyes if you want to, if that helps you. You know, just kind of reflect on your year. Um, but we'll, we'll do it with you yeah. here. We'll, we'll close our eyes. We'll think about, you know, our, our year as well. But just, just look back and just find at least one of those moments where you're like, that was clearly God. And give um, just thank, thankfulness and gratitude to him. So let's yeah. do about 30 seconds. Just kind of focus on that yeah. uh, right now. You can do that right now. We just focus on what you did this last year. Uh, uniquely in our lives, God, we just, we just want to stop and say thank you. We, we, we would ask, man, our heart is to be the one who came back oh, and engaged with you and said thank you, God, for that moment. Thank you, God, for breakthrough in that relationship. Thank you for healing from that sickness. Thank you for showing up and me feeling your presence in that moment. So, Lord, as we just kind of sit in that, we just, we just collectively say thank you. Thank you, God. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, right now, uh, you can uh, uh, take a moment. You know, you, hopefully you've kind of been able to sit in that for a second. You've had a, a moment that's come to mind. We would just say this. Hey, go ahead and share that around the room. You know, if you're with people right now, friends, family, maybe 12 on home, uh, we're going to give you a moment. You can pause. Share that around the room. What's the, what's the thing that you'd be like, man, Lord, I'm grateful for that. Hey, let moment. me add one thing. Yeah. Hey, if, um, if you're watching online, which you are, 
um, maybe put some things in the comments. We, we would just love to, be great. to see what God's done in your life and even celebrate with you and say thank you with yeah. you. So put in the comments. That'd be great. All right, let's pause now. Okay, so we know, I know that conversation was rich and Jeremy and I yeah. would have loved to have been in the room with you guys because be we know that Jesus was so honored by the things you shared. And by That's the way, right. it's good for our hearts. Yeah, it is. It, it's it really so is. good for us to have this practice of, of gratitude. And so we encourage you, if you don't have that intentionally in your life, where you have a rhythm daily or weekly of, of pausing and saying, God, I want to reflect on your goodness and say thank you. We just encourage you yeah. to do that. You great. can do just what we did. I mean, um, mm -hmm. you can put that in play. Okay, so another way that we remember the goodness of God, and, and this is the primary way Christians have done for centuries, is we receive communion. And communion is remembering the death and resurrection of Jesus. And so what we're talking about is the blood of Jesus that was shed for our sins and the body which was broken for our sins. And when Jesus went to the cross, the truth of the gospel is he took the penalty that you deserved. Our sins deserve to be punished. But Jesus took upon himself, he absorbed it in his body, the sin that we committed. And then he gives us life mm. that is his. So it's the great exchange. Yeah. He takes our sin and gives us his life, which is a beautiful thing. So as you know, Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem. The, the story we just talked about, when he got to Jerusalem, this is what he did. He yeah. got with his disciples, went to the upper room, and we're going to continue reading in Luke chapter 22. And, um, and we're going to look at what happened there. Yeah. And they're going to take the bread and the juice, and remember, encourage you, if you're not a follower of Jesus yet, just kind of sit back and observe and um, ask questions later. Yeah. Um, this is reserved really for people who have received forgiveness of their sins um, through the faith in Jesus. So That's right. So, hey, let's go ahead and pick up in Luke. Uh, Jesus kind of uh, walks us through um, how to do this. And so Luke 22, it says this, when the hour came, I reclined at the table and the apostles were with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it's fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took a cup. And when he had given thanks, he said, take this and divide it among yourself. For I tell you, from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. So what we want to do now is we want to receive the bread, which represents the body of Jesus and here's what it says and he took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and gave it to them saying this is my body which is given for you do this in remembrance of me so father we thank you for the gift that is Jesus we thank you that, um, oh, he so willingly lived the life that we had. We don't have the ability to live it. He lived a perfect life. And Father, we know that his body was beaten. He was an innocent man, but he took our guilt on himself. So thank you, Father, for Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now you can go ahead and take the cup. It says in verse 20, likewise, the cup, after the, uh, he had eaten, he said this, the cup that is poured out for you new covenant in my blood. You go ahead and take the cup. So Father, thank you for, again, for your son Jesus. Thank you for everything that we've talked about today. Father, you are worthy of our gratitude. Jesus, you're worthy yes. of our praise. 
We thank you for the truth of the gospel that gives us access, Father, into your presence. We're so grateful for that. Thank you, Father, for the stories that were told, for the fun that was had. God, we just pray that, that we would be a people that say thank you to you, that we would be a people that recognize that you're powerful and we're just simply the recipients. So thank you for today. We love you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today, uh, especially for those who are kind of traveling around. Hope yeah. you guys are safe as you're traveling uh, wherever you're going over holidays. Hey, we want to end by saying this. 2023 was an amazing year. We are praying for great things in 2024. And so we're super excited as we jump into a new year. Yes. Next week, and man, we're going to have Jason Berry, our senior pastors, with us next Sunday. We're going to jump in and dive into kind of some really exciting things that we're going after in the new year. Man, we got a, a call to worship yes. uh, that's going to be coming up. If you are in the Atlanta area, or maybe you're 12th on home, and you're, you you know, you want to drive, man, you've driven to concerts yeah. before. I mean, you want to <laughs> drive down, uh, you hang out. Call to worship is going to be on the 18th and the 19th of January. We'd love uh, to see you there. But hey, hope you have a fantastic day. Yeah. And uh, we're praying for an incredible uh, year, 2024. Thanks for being with us. Hey, we'll see you later. Happy New Year. You too. See you. Thank you again for spending time with us today. A special thanks to those of you who generously give through 12 Stone. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. And if you want to learn more about 12 Stone, make sure you follow us on social at 12 Stone Church and check out a location or a watch party near you. And if you enjoyed the podcast, you could subscribe, share it with your friends, hit the share button, or even take a screenshot and throw it in your social stories. And make sure to tag 12 Stone Church. Let it be a blessing to somebody else. Thank you again, and we'll catch you on the next one.